Welcome to Break the Press, episode two. Myself, Omar, and Vincent, and Collins, and Mombato here today. Uh, we just got news that Ranieri's been sacked. We'll get into that a bit later. Um, Adam Ochoa looks like he's had his last games for Wolves. Might be going Spurs. Uh, we saw City finally not win a game. Drew at Southampton. Sort of blame Greedish for that, but we'll get on to that later as well. But Conte and Spurs got a little bit to do to carry on, so we'll just get into the game straight away. Um, probably going with the biggest game to me this weekend was the Chelsea-Tottenham game, which finished Chelsea 2, Tottenham 0. Uh, we'll, I'll let Vincent start as he's a Spurs fan. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, what's going on, everyone? Um, classic Spurs fashion, you know, getting slapped up at Stamford Bridge. Classic. Um, I think in terms of, I think our game plan going in was just to hold whatever we had very, very defensive shape. Um, it was weird because obviously we had like a really weird setup as well. Um, we basically played the 4 4 2. Yeah. Um, very rigid one as well. Yeah, yeah. like a very 4 4 2. And then it was very rigid. I can't believe Doherty was our right winger, but it is what it is. Um, where's, where's, where's Regulon? I, I don't know, you know. He was on the bench that game. But Do you know what? I think everyone FPL had him apart from me, you know. I, I actually don't know what's going on. Either he's still not match fit enough and Conte is just like not using him because he's not match fit. But I think he played really well in that Leicester game, which I'll get into in a bit later, which is just classic Spurs. We slapped up Leicester in the last, literally last minutes, last seconds of the game. Beautiful. Man like Stevie B. Stephen yeah. Bergwijn. But, and then we get slapped up at Stamford Bridge, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, so we ran this 4-4-2 with very, very, well, you already know what I think about our midfielders anyway. They don't really do anything except hold at the, at the middle of the park, right? And and that's what they do. And I don't blame them for that. You know, I don't think that it's not in their game anyway. I don't expect uh, like Skip to like freaking do like a crazy uh, most creative pass or whatever, or run the ball in and then absolutely break the lines with an insane pass or anything like that into Harry um, or anything like that. But, you know, it's just what it is. It's just very, very defensive shape. And then, to be honest, even if we ran that 4-4-2, I, basically, Doherty and Sessegnon were basically just defending the whole time. Our entire left channel, or Chelsea's right channel, basically, where uh, Ziyech and Mount were running it down constantly, was just the most painful thing to watch. Because every time they went down there, I thought they was, I swear to God, I thought they were going to make something happen. Um, and that's just mm. what it felt like watching the whole game. I genuinely just was... Worried the whole time, but it looks like that was a game plan. Uh, went okay up till half time, to be honest. Thought it was kind of working. Obviously, we got that goal over, over, uh, overturned, which I don't know what you guys think about it, but I think it was a bit retarded. I think we were robbed personally, but uh, yeah, it's not. It's never robbed. foul. It's like Colin said in the chat. He, uh, Thiago Silva is master of the dark arts. He's done that before. You learn. <laughs> yeah. You learn that. Yeah, because because that's the, the the way I see it is. You know, I understand it's you know. He thinks that because of the speed that Kane probably came in, they probably yeah, moved him completely out of the way or whatever. But I still don't get that because would you then give a penalty on the opposite side for that if someone else... Do you know what I mean? Like You just, just play on. Like, you just play on. You, you see what I mean? Like You wouldn't give a penalty for that, right? If, if, if Kane gets pushed like that, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even... It doesn't make sense, right? So I wouldn't give a penalty for that. So that's why I was just like, I was very confused. That's why when we scored, all of a sudden the goal gets overturned. I see. Nice one. It is what it is. And then, to be honest, it might have changed the game. I don't know. it Because it might have made Chelsea play even more aggressive, which obviously opens them up. Because you can see they're very... Uh, you can break through them quite easily with maybe... So easy. About oh, easily. Three, yeah, about three, 
three, four passes, I say, three, four passes. But this is where we get down to why Spurs... That last 10 minutes of the game, you were cutting them open. and every We were, but this is also why my team is shit, by the way, yeah? Because we cannot pass, bro. No. Do you see that passing? I swear, you know, the way that most top teams, when they pass, right, the ball almost looks like it gets stuck to the feet, right? Whenever you receive it. These guys, when they pass it, I swear I'm watching school football. It touches their feet and it flies off. That's it. And then I'm like, and, you, and then they lose the ball. Chelsea get it back, and then they get their whole possession back because they just run their whole entire uh, team through us again. And it's the same situation. I think what they had like about seventy eight percent possession or something stupid like that. Um, so yeah, it just got a bit ridiculous. Uh, and then obviously Hakim Ziyech scored that absolutely amazing goal. Can't even say anything about it really. I would have, yeah. I, I would have still preferred if Larice at least tried to jump for it. My guy just watched it <laughs> yeah, going. I don't think he was saving that though still. No, he's not saving it. He's not, no, no, no. I don't think he'll save it, but you know, at least jump, you know, show, you, you might as well. I mean, you're not doing much else, you know, you might as well jump um, just to see what will happen because watching it go in like that just looks so much funnier. It was a great goal, though. absolutely amazing goal. Um, if that goal wasn't scored, like the fashion it was, that, that game would have been so painful to watch. It would, yeah, yeah, not- yeah, of course. Yeah, no, because what happened was... <laughs> No, because what happened was after that, basically, in classic Spurs, Spurs remind me of England as well in that way, is that they panic as soon as they concede. And that's what happened, right? After that, they Chelsea just kept gunning us, gunning us. I was waiting for the second goal anyway. I was expecting it. And of course, it happened. Literally, I said, when, when Conte was pr- planning to make the subs, I said, they're going to score right here off of, this, off of this free kick. And they did, right? Yeah. Um, and I knew that was going to happen. And once I saw that, I couldn't see us even getting a goal from there. From from that 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 one was pretty much. I mean, there were, we had a couple chances from a couple corners, but we didn't we didn't attack them enough. I I, I don't know what it is. It's um, either it's the game plan going in, or I don't know the they they respect Chelsea too much or something. But I, I feel like sometimes just bring the game to the, you're gonna lose if you think you're gonna lose anyway. You might as well try bring the game to them. You're gonna lose two nil, three nil anyway. You might as well try and. Just do what, like, that's how I see it. Right? Try and do whatever you can. Um, but it seems like we wanted to just sit back. Um, I don't like this weird 4 4 2. Th- I mean, I know he didn't have really anyone to use. I know we couldn't even use Lacelso as much as I don't think the guy's done much for Spurs, but we couldn't even use him, I think, because there's some transfer rumors about him. So I think the club asked him not to be put on the squad. Um, stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, just classic Chelsea, Tottenham. At Stamford Bridge, you know what? What they call us, Three Point Lane, not even White Hart Lane. It is what it is. White Hart Lane. Nah, nah, not having that one. Three Point Lane it is what it is. <laughs> so, so, you know that. You know, I, I, I would just prefer, if possible, uh, maybe we didn't have the personnel for it, but to play the. And I think we played our best football under Conte in the formation of the five, 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 three, two. And obviously the wing backs going up to attack whenever we can. Yeah, because um, who's in the two? Kane and Son. And and, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. When Kane and Son are there, yeah, yeah. And I, and and I think this is where we really see that, you know, we are missing some of you know obviously our one of our best players. Um, and I'm telling you, if if Kane gets injured, yeah, our season is donezos. I we are so finished. It's unbelievable. Um, and yeah, I mean Kane played really well in 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 the Leicester game. Um, for example, obviously he couldn't do much in this game. He barely got to touch the ball, and when he yeah. did, apparently, apparently, uh, he fouled Thiago Silva. So it is what it is. But yeah, you know, typical Spurs fashion. I mean, I'm not too hurt about it. I expect, uh, I expected us to probably lose that game. I said the best thing I already mentioned to you guys. Best thing we 
get out of that was a draw. Um, so I expected to lose that. Hopefully it doesn't affect us in the long run. Hopefully it's not the game-changing game, basically, in the end um, for that uh, fourth four spot or anything like that. I think we're still in a pretty decent position considering how many games we have in hand. Games in hand, FC, let's go. Yeah, um, Conte's first loss in the Premier League. He is Conte's first Nine loss games, in the Premier yeah, League. It's, it's all right. It's quite impressive. It's, he's still doing a good job in, in when you consider everything, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. No one's bought him any players yet. Mm-hmm. He's not really had anything to change a bit yet. You just lost Son as well. I mean, and the first defeat came after that. I think if Son was there, we would agree he might have drew that game in the end. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so because we we definitely have the speed on the counter attack as well. And I do think you know Son doesn't try to dribble too much either. So you know, I think that's another thing I've realised as well. Whilst he's been away, when Kane looks up to make a pass, he looks for Son, and he didn't see him in the Leicester game or the uh, Chelsea game. So, who are you going to pass to? Oliver Skip? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> it just looks so out of ideas. It was a good... Uh, yeah. What's the word? Like a good embodiment of how your season's been so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. No, I, I think it was about time anyway. I think it was... The, and I think it's at least the right team to lose to, I think. Um, okay, you know, yeah. Like yeah. do you know, what I mean, like if we lost like the Southampton game or something, because we were we were behind in that game uh, a few weeks ago. Like if we lost that one, I'd be like, this is finished. Like <laughs> we are done. Um, so you know, but yeah, hopefully. I mean, I, I'm not look. I don't really think we're gonna have much this transfer window. I think the best thing we're getting is Traore, um, and then that's it. Pretty much, that's the end of our window. Classic bold Levy fashion. Um, so. But, you know, I think Traore is going to be exciting anyway. I think that's going to be completed. I, I can see that being finished. Oh, he'll be um, excited, all right. Yeah, it will be an exciting signing. I think he'll be good. It'll be fun to at least watch. And I think that's what Spurs probably don't have for, like, haven't had for a while. It's just exciting games. Um, he'll be good to watch. It'll be interesting to see how Conte makes him a wingback. Um, and also, maybe if he ever needs to, whenever, like, one of our wingers are gone, he can play as a winger as well. Um, so he has a bit of uh, versatility there and then we'll put Emerson in as, as the right back or something like that. Um, so it gives us more options, which is what we don't have right now in our squad. We don't have options. Um, so yeah, hopefully, yeah, something, something. It can only yeah. get better, right? Surely. Mark my words. This is, this is, come back to this pod and then realise we've taken the biggest L at the end of the season. But, you know, can't get worse. That wouldn't hopefully. surprise me the way that Adam Atrae plays if that doesn't end in a big disaster for everyone involved. <laughs> Where do you reckon you're going to finish this season, Vincent? Realistically, with not what with if if Traore was our only signing. Yeah. I actually think we'll probably be fifth or sixth. So I think fourth is probably Manu or Arsenal. Um, and then, yeah, we'll be either fifth or sixth behind one of the two, basically. Whoever, whoever doesn't make it for, realistically. Because I, I, I can't see us getting through without Kane getting injured. Kane hasn't had his uh, yearly injury yet. Yeah, that's true. That's very, oh. very true. So once he, gets, looking sus. once he mm. gets his injury, which is probably, <laughs> probably going to be when we're like holding the fourth spot as well. He's probably going to get injured right there. We're going to drop to sixth or something like that. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I think realistically, that's probably what's going to happen. Um, we obviously are. I think, I think we do have a good contention for that fourth spot. But 
you know, looking at, for example, like Man U, right, you guys, you know, obviously you can go into it a bit later on as well. I feel like you guys obviously are going to improve and you actually have, like you're, the, the ceiling of a, a more, majority of your players are still a lot higher than, I think we're capped out on our, I think, I think Conte's got the most out of some of these players already uh, mm-hmm. in our team, honestly, like people like, um, uh, like, like Dyer, I think he's, tapping out at what he is Davies as well tapping out um I think Skip's still got a lot of potential I think he can become a really good midfielder uh Hoybier's tapped out I think completely (laughs) bro his final ball is terrible he made such good runs in that game and all he needs is the final ball and it just played out I'm like what are you doing like one of those players that should not be in the final third whatsoever (laughs) yeah man man, like party he's just like you're ruining the game for everyone just yeah, looks awkward running forward. Yeah, he just wrote awkward, like, and and yeah, honestly, like, whenever it goes forward, it just that pass when he makes it, I, I'm just like, I know it's not reaching anyone, and it's going to hit some feet of some def- like defenders and stuff like that. It's just how he is, and and yeah, I think that's the reason why I feel I'm not as confident in us getting top four is because although we do look a lot better under 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 Conte now that we, than we did Nuno, a lot of it's to do with the fact that he's maxed out the ceiling of these players, um, and then now that's what you get to see and. We're not going to get any better. That's what I think, unless we get new players. Um, whereas I think with Arsenal and Manu, I think you guys, your guys' players' ceilings a lot higher. Um, so obviously you can, can. There's still room for improvement, basically. And obviously, right now, if we're the same, then that would then mean that if you can still improve, you'd obviously then end up higher. So that that's 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 my reasoning for why. I think we're going to be like fifth or sixth. Basically, yeah. Spurs is dead. Yeah. So sweet, we can move on. Okay, um, all right, mate. Arsenal Burnley, yeah? <laughs> yeah. We move swiftly on to Arsenal Burnley, mate. Huh? That's the process. Um, Lack of miss. Yeah. To, to be fair, do you know what? There's. Uh, you, I could, let me just summarize the Arsenal Burnley game in about a good um, minute. Someone time me. Well, Basically, it's about. To be fair, it's, it's, it is a classic Arsenal Burnley game. And I don't think there's ever been an interesting Arsenal Burnley game in the history of Arsenal Burnley, especially <laughs> at the Emirates. Now, now. <clears throat> Obviously, um, I, I tried to get as, as much as details as I could from the uh, prompt. But like, sorry, like you know, the, like the um, the text game was obviously wasn't on telly. But I had a friend that was actually watching it live, and um, he's not an Arsenal fan, although he went to watch it with a with a season holder. But he could only describe it as um, uh, uh, what's the word for it? Um, a sedative. Like it basically put him to sleep that game. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Devoid of, despite us having like, I well, you was having loads of chances. I only watched the highlights, but the way that it made the highlights look like you guys just was missing chances that you were getting better. You know what I mean? That's that's the thing, and it's like if you obviously if you watch the highlights, it looks like we it was one of those games where we created loads of chances, but didn't quite have the end, like you know, the final final product of just someone just to just to slot it in there, and um, and in, when in actuality it was very slow and lethargic but on the ball as well like we were just missing just two or three people just to literally just like you know put the flight you know the, the flames on under their feet and then just uh, make a little bit of movement cut open but you know try and uh, open Burnley up again but then again obviously Burnley like th- as they I mean they were doing what what they what a team in their position should be doing and that is like you know going to the Emirates going to a, a you know a top 10 whatever side and then just you know hunkering down if you can get on the break, best case scenario, um, work and get um, you know set pieces, and um, you know, and that's where that's where they looked probably most dangerous. 
as they usually do when they come when they visit us or when we go to visit them it's set pieces in um the final like an hour third or corners um we are so so sus when it comes to set pieces i mean you only have to go even this season i mean what the inaugural game of the of the of this campaign us versus mm. brentford i think we conceded like um we conceded three goals and two of them were set pieces and we are just one of those teams where just we just were so suspect and um I feel like we did some work in defending set pieces. You can tell that we, as soon as like the first one um, gets conceded, you can just tell like every person knew who their man was. So, could, so obviously that was like, you know, you know, premeditated. We worked on that. But other than that, it was just on the ball. We weren't really like, you know, really going at Bernie. Like we weren't playing like a team that, you know, this is, these are three points that, Shouldn't we shouldn't treat it as they're easy to get, but they're three points that we should be getting. We should be leaving our home ground with three points against Burnley. And um, you I think they were demoralised after getting banged by Liverpool on Wednesday? Wednesday. I mean, we we didn't start. It, but, um, I wouldn't. We went. We didn't start the most experienced team, but it wasn't the youngest team. It feels like a a, a lot more younger players. I can understand that. Um, usually the more experienced players, I wouldn't really have them being demoralised because they're professionals and they should know that, you know, you take each game as it comes. You, you can you can, you can can lose 7-0, but you go pick yourself up the next day and, you know, just start preparing to, like, you know, get three points against the next team. But I, and this is what I was saying to Vincent as well. Like, um, and, and obviously he's just mentioned the point that the fact that he's, like, the Tottenham bench and even the Arsenal bench as well, very, very thin. Obviously, like I think um, both teams might be missing a few players due to injuries or AFCON, but even then, like uh, our, our <laughs> bench is our banter, mate. That, it it like, really is. So, so your your bench is probably filled more with play, like unknown players. Just to play devil's advocate, clubs like Burnley and Norwich will call you too spoiled. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No, no, I, I don't, and I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying, mm. as in that's just exactly the problem, right? With the two clubs, like one one is, I, I do think that obviously Arsenal's bench is just a bunch of unknown people, and then our bench is just filled with washed up people, <laughs> right? That's literally yeah. what it is, right? Like we have players that everyone knows in on our bench that is basically the Pochettino era leftovers, right? Um, we still somehow tied to that, and then Arsenal have obviously all of their new young youth players coming through and stuff like that, and then obviously our benches just aren't that strong, so. North London benches, let's go. Yeah, that's that's how we do it. Down down south. That's North, isn't it? It's North London. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Burnley, isn't it? Burnley coming down. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's um, I mean, well, it's, it, it was it's in. Do you feel, do you feel like that game was a bit unlucky though? You guys did have quite a few. That's chances. yes. Because um, I, I mean, I feel like I swear Nick Pope was making some dirty saves, you know. He was. I I feel like when you know when you create loads of chances and you're thwarted by you know a keeper that is just that's just on good form. I I think that's more down to like you know I I'll, I'll, I don't, I mean I like to give credit where credit's due. I never like to yeah. like you know pawn off too much to like you know to be it being good luck or anything like that because obviously this uh, luck is a coin that has two sides and um, you know I just think that Nick Pope was was. But it was it was his day, you know. He, he made some he yeah. made some great saves, kept him in the game, um, and um, you know maybe on a different day we could have got like an early goal in the first half, relaxed a little bit more, 
and then spent a bit more time just, you know, just breaking them down, holding on to the ball and not putting ourselves into a position where we're in the second half, time is ticking and then we're just sort of like frantically looking for players, looking for someone with an answer, looking for, look, looking for magic. Because I feel like you'd never really be, because we're not really, we don't have, we're not a team that have assets where we can have like, you know, we don't have a Kevin De Bruyne where like if you're nil-nil, the team is like, they've got 11 men down the ball. We don't have like a, you know, a Kevin De Bruyne or someone like that that can like unlock the, the you know, an opposition defence single-handedly. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, it was just a, a, a nil-nil. There's not much to take away from it. That's, that's, I think that's the most frustrating thing is that I feel like the silver lining, even if it's not a result that you want, what's, what's, the, what's the takeaway? What's something that, that the team can actually learn from, you know, from that 90 minutes? And I don't think there's much Arteta can really take away from that, really. Um, it's just one of those results where it's frustrating, but take the point and then just look to, look to um, the next uh, fixture, really. Which is... Which I believe is, uh, I think we're out of the FA Cup, aren't we? Because the FA Cup is uh, this weekend. Yeah, out by Bulbasaur FC. Yeah, Bulbasaur FC. Um, yeah, I think it's just. Um, oh, it's Wolves, apparently. Yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah, Wolves. Yeah. Wolves which would be, be a tough one. Yeah, they're looking good. Real tough game. Because I think that is also going to be away, I believe. Yeah, yeah so it's away. away. That's, so that, that's. That's going to be it's a tough right. game. We, we, we should have Adama Traore by then, so you won't have that to deal with. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's... Too, anyone's too <laughs> shit to not be in there. <laughs> <laughs> the, only guy that, the only club that that guy I've seen score against is us. I mean, yeah. to be honest, right? I mean, I think City just have like these random teams that just do that to them, which is a good segue into your game, Omar. Yeah. Let's see um... Southampton. Which feels like a loss, but it's not. I keep having to remind myself that we didn't lose that game. No, but you, yeah, but let's be honest, you did. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Raheem Sterling again. It cost us again. <laughs> I thought you said it was one hundred pound, one hundred million pound Grealish. Oh, no, no, he, Grealish played well. That the miss cost us, of course, but that's a miss. Sterling had like three misses, and if you actually watched it, Sterling was the one who lost Carl Walker Peters. That was his man, and he lost him in that first minute. Let him go, and he scores. But um. They really showed how to play against us. Don't let us have the ball. And when we do have the ball, make sure you're defending back there. That Salis Salasu kid, I had never, I've heard of him obviously before, but I'd never seen him properly play. So I saw him properly play when he played against us um, and literally we could not break through him. Um, that, that is exactly how you defend against us. Just stand there. Don't let us do that. Because oh, other teams back off and let us have possession. When we have possession, we're going to hurt you. This guy gets in the way. Oh, but really what do you think it is that only basically do you think you guys created enough chances and it's just because you're missing that final that real last final finish in terms of like I guess as we've always said with with um City so far obviously they haven't had a, a true striker for ever since Aguero left obviously um so do you think that that's the reason why or do you think you guys just because they were real dangerous on the counter every time by the way like yeah they were and and what do you think that's down to? Is that just down to like not having possession and then not being able to defend it? Or is what we're doing with possession that when if we're missing chances, like that, it doesn't matter if you're a striker or you're Sterling or you're Jack Grealish, just score the chance and we're not talking about it like this. But 
we, that the game Pep played that day was the exact same way we play against people when we play seven 0 and he carried on playing the same way, and it wasn't working. And you could see at half time it wasn't working as well, which took the reason took Sterling off for as well, and it still wasn't working. So I don't know because we play the same way against someone else, we win seven 0 but against Southampton that day, one one. You know what I mean? So it comes down to wastefulness of um, the attackers. Uh, the, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of good players. The, the Peru, I think his name is a lot. Of, he was winning nearly every duel that he was going with against us a lot. Like I've complained to you guys before as well about just aimless crossing into the box for midget players that we've got, and it's not going to just work it in. Midget players, our power walker kept crossing it in, and it just and I think it was Jack and Foden and Sterling in the box, stuff like that. And I'm just thinking, this is such a waste of an attack. <laughs> going out or the goalkeepers coming for it but um, I don't know there's like a, you know their, their goalkeeper is hench you know like as in height wise he's just he's, he's a tower who's their keeper again I can't remember Fraser Forster Forster oh okay he, he has he, he loves gigantic, that he's gigantic you know he basically yeah. covered the whole goal by just standing and stretching Bro. Yeah, because he had um, Salasi in front of Salasu, I call him Salasi. Salasu in front of him as well. Yeah, true. Uh, I, I remember, Fo- I can remember, uh, I don't, I think it was the first half actually. Foden left Salasu for dead, and then Forster was just in the way, and it was so annoying. But that's gonna, that's gonna happen. Luckily, we didn't lose that game. If I'm being totally honest with you, because like you said, when they were on the counter, there was one or two where I thought, yeah, that's what they're going to get in there. And Edison, yeah. Edison's been a bit not sloppy as a keeper lately, but uh, sloppy in his box, should I say, lately. And he's um, a lot of pens. He's been bringing a lot of people down and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Is he, he looks a bit, um, what's the word, like unsettled? Unsettled, yeah, something like, he hasn't looked the same. He's, he's, um, he looks a bit unsettled, looks a bit like panicky. Randomly, yeah, which is like not that. him, he's a very confident player, you know. Yeah, that's why I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. Second you see him, I don't know, maybe there's something going on in Brazil, I don't really know, but just don't bring bringing that here. There <laughs> 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 was that one chance that what's his name, Broja? Broja, yeah, Broja, where yeah. he was offside, but he tucked it away. And I was thinking, okay, we've got we've got a little bit of a player here, but he looks quite tidy. And surprise, yeah. surprise, he's a part of the Chelsea setup, so I didn't know that. I didn't know, who oh, is he? Yeah, he's, I think he's on loan from Chelsea. Oh, I didn't know that. Albanian on loan from Chelsea. He was at Vitesse last season, apparently. His youth career was at Spurs. They should get him in for the Lukaku, mate. Score more goals. Uh, apparently, he's six foot three. He's got the same amount of goals as Lukaku in the league. Wait, that's a bollocks. Listen, oh, mate. Yeah. Oh, but that's another thing as well, though. I didn't even speak about Lukaku, actually. Quite yeah, about Lukaku, right? He's He's... I know. I, I I've never rated him like that. Yeah, I know you like him a lot, Amar, but I think he's just a very good striker. I don't know about like him a lot. I just not getting. Nah, but I don't think I, I don't team. think it's 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 not much, like he's he shouldn't be in the conversations with some of the best strikers in the world. That's that's all right, and and I I know and a lot of it is down to him. Like I don't think it's to do with like necessarily completely all Tuchel's tactics or anything like that. It is genuinely just him. Like I mean, if you saw, he had quite a lot of the ball in that in that Tottenham game. Yeah, and he was wasteful of it. He just spray, and he just sprays it out wide because yeah, that's just him. Isn't it? And and not even... I feel like he's being told to do that. He, nah, what? every time he gets the ball to feet, nah, you're not being told to miss, bro. 
Yeah. <laughs> you don't get right, told to miss. You think Tuchel shit. goes, yo, 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 bro. Bro, R- Romelu, bro. You just got to shoot, just bang it out the box. Nah. He, every time, every time he would call us for the balls of feet and it comes, he either sprays out wide, tries to get past someone and does some useless stepovers with it or doesn't bother whacking it. And I don't know why he's not doing it. You're a striker. He didn't yeah, do that. Else. Well, that's him though. That's my point. As in, that's him. That's how he plays. He, he plays this element. Whole- there's he plays this hold up thing where he tries. Look, if you that, look, listen, yeah, bro. If you can't beat Davidson Sanchez in a one v one, you're a shit. <laughs> you're, like you're not good, bro. <laughs> if you can't beat yeah. Davidson Sanchez in a one v one, you're not good. He's really, he's really looking like Man United Lukaku when I look at him. I don't know if he's put on. Yeah, like, that's what he reminds me of as well. Off, like the pounds back on again, but he just looks slow. I don't know what it is. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, Siri, I feel like the, the Italian league made him look like a flipping. World beater again, but now he just looks—he just looks exactly like Mourinho. It's, it's, it's them, Mourinho it's them Italian, it's them Italian defenders. Because it's these Mourinho tactics that Tuchel's employing that do not I benefit strikers. Nah. nah, you say that, but know, like Conte, Conte is quite a defensive coach as well. Yes, but the 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 the, the amount of, the amount of goals and assists this guy was getting last season in that inter- could, could be it could be that um, I mean, it could be that Syria defenders aren't as good. Could be. Uh, it's not, but. Is still second best. To an extent, I would actually agree with that because um, there was like at Syria defenders, like especially when you watch the league as well. Very few people actually run at like Syria um, centre backs. Like yeah. there wasn't another striker that was like that was like that. I think the closest person was uh, uh, Ibra, like Ibra, but Ibra wasn't like when you consider like the top strikers in like Syria A, which is like you know Ibrahimovic, um, Tiro Mobile. Um, uh, Illich, they're not they're very very poised, um, uh, potent strikers, but they're not they're not mobile. And then you, the ones that you do have, which are like um, Dries Mertens, uh, Insigne, the uh, Dybala, they're yeah. you know very yeah. like half the size of like your typical centre back, and they usually operate in the space in front of the centre backs as well, dropping in, collecting the ball in that space, and then having the wingers just like go forward. And then um, just They're dropping like the ball carriers. into those exactly, yeah, and playing in between the lines. That's how they, a lot of them. That's how that's how they they play in Serie A. But Lukaku sort of like broke that mold, which they weren't used to, and getting right on the centre backs, making them feel uncomfortable, um, which is something that they don't deal with only like every so often in uh, the the Champions League, and then just boom, sending it back to um, um, Arturo Martinez, and then just going on that run. And he had such a great uh, relationship where he could just set the ball to him. Get on his bike, and then uh, Martinez will find him. But also, I think that also, like the I was I was going through the stats as well, and also some like that the like you know that the goals that he scored, a lot of his um, goals and assists were a tribute to just how good a relationship he had with himself and Martinez. Yeah, and right. I feel like if if he probably took that and put that into. Um, his time at Man United and, and or maybe where he is now with Chelsea, then yeah, like he doesn't have the understanding with um, um, uh, who's the yeah. the German flop of Chelsea yeah. now. <laughs> I've Werner. forgotten his name. Werner, yeah, he doesn't have that relationship with Werner, and he didn't really have that with um, you know, like uh, Ander Herrera or um, um, Sanchez when he was at United, but he had that with Martinez, and they worked so well. Continue that, and therefore, you know, built the team to accommodate that. And I feel like 
Lukaku needs a team that's built to, not necessarily built around him, but built to accommodate <laughs> his very niche play style, if I'm being completely honest. It's a, it's a very niche play style. Because the chances that I saw him have against Tottenham, like, they were very... A lot of strikers would have been throffing at the mouth to have them sort of chances. Like, yeah. I could see Hurricane thinking that I wish a ball came across to me like that, and then I can just open up my left foot, boom, and put it into the far yeah, post. Yeah, 100%. Swing yeah. And I was thinking, like, but the way he swung his right leg and really badly timed it, I was like, is, is this guy really is this, this striker? Is he, is he just... <laughs> is, did, he, did he grow up being a centre-back? And then when he went, you know, did he, did he lie at some point and say he was a striker? Because that, that, that's not how you swing a ball, you know? And then it <laughs> happened again. And I was thinking, that's, that's, that's odd. That's very odd. Like, a ball at that pace... Every struck you get told when you're a kid, just if, if, the, if the ball comes at pace, you don't have to, you don't have to meet it. Let the ball meet you. Just open up your body and then just guide it towards goal. And then yeah, the pace I of the ball would just, do the rest. He could have just stiff-legged it, right? He could have just yeah, stiff-legged it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just, just stiff it. Just, just stiff-legged it. It happens all the time. But then he tries to like swing his weak leg to try and meet it. And it's like that that didn't compute, you know, that, that just didn't and he, and I see and then I obviously go back and you see loads of videos of him doing it at United and then you kind of like put two and two together like that. He's just he's he's a very, very niche style of if when he's got like space in behind where he can bully centre backs and then really like impose himself and then he knows what the team's doing to accommodate him, that's where he, he shines. But I feel like in the Premier League, especially nowadays, you're, whether you're a striker, centre back, right, a wing back, or whatever, you're you're a piece of the puzzle, and you have to really like. You've you've got to. I mean, you. It's. I mean, when 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 a team has spent ninety million to bring you onto a side, I think if you're especially for calling yourself a world class striker, multi-dimensional. Let's go. Multi, yeah, multi-dimensional world class striker. Whether your manager's asking you to play in the back of the centre backs, play on the shoulder, play, uh, be a number nine, and, and or do whatever your role is, you should be able to accommodate that at a, at, at the highest level, and um, especially against the you know, like opposing like you know rivals, be it Chelsea, Arsenal, or whoever. And he just he did that for the first couple of games because I feel like you know he was obviously playing off of like you know the confidence he had from Inter Milan. And then yeah. since then, it's just completely fallen off. Well, that interview obviously didn't help. And I don't think... To, the reason that he said the things he said in the interview, he obviously saw something wrong with what Tuchel's tactics already that he didn't feel like he fit in at that Chelsea squad, in this Chelsea squad. Which, I don't, which from what you guys are saying as well, from what yeah. you're saying from him, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't fit in with the Chelsea squad. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do get that. I mean, there, there definitely must have been an element of where he just thought, OK, do you know, oh, yeah. maybe this... This isn't like I knew I was coming to a big like you know come back to Chelsea, but I didn't realize that this is how Tuchel was actually going to be managing his team because I guess it must have still been new for Chelsea as well. Obviously, bringing in like Tuchel as well, but like th this was also going to be a test for um, for him as well, wasn't it? Because I think a lot of people, especially I, well, I won't say a lot of people. I was mm -hmm. I was one of those people where coming from PSG, I thought well, do you know what he probably wasn't gonna. It wasn't. It wasn't going. I've actually, I, I genuinely thought that since that um, from the final, that he was yeah. going to lose City, and then from then it was just, it was just going to be, a, you know, a downhill slide. And by this, by this time, I was expecting him to no longer be the manager. I was, I was expecting him to be like looking for a new job. But you know, alas, he's still here. 
there's obviously something he didn't like about it. Um, obviously, there's stuff gone in behind closed doors, which is why he probably said it publicly as opposed to just going to his manager and having a conversation about it. But I, I mean, I personally don't think there's probably this probably isn't the end of that saga. There's probably more that's going to happen, like as as the season closes and maybe this, you know. But like, I think you guys all mentioned it anyway that. There was no chance of him leaving during this window. They spent ninety million on him. There yeah, was it was all just quite a bit, a lot of smoke and no fire really. Tuchel's more likely to leave the window than someone that just spent ninety million. <laughs> 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 to be fair, to be fair, yeah. But you know, Lukaku's return to the Premier League just hasn't been hasn't been all that, in my opinion. You know, and. Um, no strike, no Chelsea striker has ever been all that. Yeah, true. Um, but you know, there is another Syria striker that has made his return to the Premier League, and that is none other than Ronaldo. He's also made his way back into the squad as well this week, um, as well. Um, and yeah, so I think Man U versus United, uh, the West Ham game, one nil, one nil. I just think it one went nil. definitely it last was... minute set of games. Come on, man. Clutch FC, boy. We always we got it in attack, man. Fergie time. Fergie time. <laughs> um, my assessment from the game was m- mostly positive. Um, so a lot of our issues stem from the fact that we just can't defend and we just cannot limit our um, opposition to a number of chances. But for the first time, I think we only made, they only had like maybe two or three attempts on goal. Um, if you watch Man United this season, we are literally just like as Vincent oh, coins at Donut FC. So you can literally run through our midfield, and everybody just we turn Joe Linton into Prime Zidane. So that tells you what you need to know. <laughs> um, but we looked, we looked resolute. We looked really compact. Um, Ralph has decided to ab- adopt a four-three-three, and he's played it for the past two or three games now. We play. Um, we play McTominay deeper to the six and Fred pushes up a bit further forward alongside Bruno as two eights. So Bruno has to be a bit more measured and Fred can, you know, he can do a job at retrieving a ball back. So there's a bit more balance in the team. McTominay still looks a little bit uncomfortable, but he's very good at bringing the ball forward. So the balance in the midfield is slightly better. Um, but the game itself, yeah, the, there wasn't many chances. There was one chance for Ronaldo where he missed the uh, misjudged the flight of the ball of Bruno's cross. That was a brilliant cross. Yeah, Br- Ronaldo should do much better than that, shouldn't he? That's like bread and butter for him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And he found but, it perfectly as well. That's exactly. That was literally the only chance in the first half. Second half really was more of the same. West Ham really didn't do anything. Um, the game did change with uh, with um, our subs. So you know how I was slating Ralph for his subs against Villa. His subs this time round made perfect sense. So like, what we spoke about on the pod about Cavani only being able to do 30 minutes, he brought on Cavani to do 30 minutes, which made a really, you know, you could get the most out of him then. He'll run his heart out and he'll, you know, do what he can against tired opposition. So he stretched the game. Marshall was very, very precise with the ball. So he managed to create one or two chances. And Rashford seems like a, a man reborn. So he was very, very alert, very positive with his style of play. So he pressed from the front and created a few chances. Uh, we could have scored a few. Um, Varane had a, a good shot on target, but 
Um, no, a good shot at the goal, but it was just off target. And I think uh, West Ham had a chance right towards the end. I think Su- Suchek had a chance to score. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which he came really, really close. But besides that, the game was very close. I'll be honest with you. West Ham do look resolute. They just seem to sit off against the big teams away. I don't think they've won a single game against the big six away from home. I don't, see them, attempt, I don't see them attempt uh, on goal much when they're not at Stamford Bridge. No, nah, they're, they're far too conservative. But when they're in that London stadium, they, they turn up Yeah, they're heat, different. Man. I don't know, I don't know what no, it is. It's, it's them West Ham yeah. fans, mate. Yeah, they, they're far too conservative. They could have they could have made us work more because I was a bit concerned that it was a, a Varane and Maguire pairing as opposed to a Varane and Lindelof pairing. You know how I feel about Maguire. But he was, he was okay yesterday. He wasn't... On Saturday, sorry. He wasn't too bad. So... You know, um, Antonio was quite quiet. Bowen was kind of not in his usual good form recently. Rice was Rice was very solid. I think the one thing I'll take from Declan Rice as a football player is he's very, very tidy. Like, he's very, very tidy. He gives the ball well. He keeps the ball well. The only thing I, I just want to see more from him is just a bit more of endeavour, like uh, playing a Be final pass. Yeah. Exactly you know, yeah. He can run with the ball, he can he can pass the ball, but he just needs to, if he develops that killer instinct, like final pass, he can be a very, very good player. Not 100 mils worth, like they're saying he, he is. He know in his heart that, he's not, that he can't do that. Yeah, so Declan Rice has it in him to be a great player, but I just think he needs to develop that extra final through pass, through ball, because that will take him to the next level, in my opinion. And he, and he could get a big move. I think he has it in him. I just think the price tag... I could, I could, like he is to me. He's a forty to fifty million pound player. He cannot be a hundred mil player. That makes absolutely. <laughs> if no he was, sense if to me. it's because he's English. If he was Irish, who he's like Claudio Jakob. People like yeah, that. absolutely. It just makes <laughs> no sense. Um, but um, yeah, we we got we got the goal. Um, I think Bowen plays a loose pass or can't get onto a loose pass. Tellers plays it to Ronaldo. Ronaldo to Martial. Martial to Cavani. Just on side, plays it to Ronaldo. Ronaldo played it to Rashford, and a good goal for the lad. I think he's a little bit of he's getting his confidence back, um, and I'm just happy all around that he's found a bit of form. So, we, the the main takeaway from the game I'm happy about the most is we look a lot more um, sound defensively. We're not giving away as much chances because I mean up top there's a, there's an abundance of talent. We've got Pogba coming back. We've got Sancho if he decides to keep on for the rest of the season. So. You know, I'm not too worried about up top. That that will sort itself out. It's just the defense and the midfield that is a is a question mark. But yeah, seems like, the it seems like yeah, uh, sorting itself out under Ragnik as we speak. Anyway, I mean, Fred looks much better. He's even starting attacks where the where the ball is actually going to attackers now and stuff like that, which we weren't seeing before. They Fred does look very different. Yeah, I agree. We'll, but we'll, that's that's the thing. You can play you can play McTominay as a lone six against these types of. Uh, uh, position Shit, people, yeah. but once you come against the big boys, once you come against the Rodri's, the Fabinho's, you know that's when you need to just re- get the ball. exactly. So we'll see. It's it's looking good for now. We could potentially get away with top four, but I'm not holding my breath just yet. We'll have to wait and see. I think in the long run, the way you guys play, though, you're more likely to win a cup competition than actually sustain top four. The way it looks at the moment, to me, yeah, I know he's not lost. Has he not lost the game yet? Still. He's lost just the one against Wolves, the one nil against Wolves. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But um, I think yeah, I think you're spot on, and I think with the personnel we have, I don't think we're suited to. 
beating a team week in, week out because I don't think the likes of Ronaldo can give you magic every single week. However, you know, in his old age, he still he still has the clutch gene, you know? So in a, in a cup competition, you could see him popping up with a 90-minute goal because that's just who he is, as opposed to him, you know, getting a, an easy header. Back? Why does he have to play up front? Why can't he go back on the wing? And he's maybe a, he's, bro, he's thirty-seven. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> he, he's almost. Nah, nah, he can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. He ain't got the legs. You can even just watch him play, and you just see he's a yard behind everybody else, which is fine because it's Ronaldo. But he he cannot. He does not have the legs to play off the left. That's impossible. Which, in long term, if this carries on, it's gonna shut Greenwood out of where he needs to actually be playing, and then yeah. that, that makes worse stuff happen when Martial leaves, and it looks like it end up, uh, it's gonna end up. Oh, who's gonna start, Greenwood or Sancho? Well, that's not even my position, so yeah, it's, it's gonna look a bit weird because of Ronaldo. It's a bit of a predicament, I think. It's, um, it's not a bad predicament because I mean, we're talking about Ronaldo involved in this. Yeah, but it's it is a, it's a declining Ronaldo, so it, it's something that you know. Uh, uh, whoever the new manager is who comes in has to make a decision and well, he the, can't first and on. foremost I think uh, Greenwood should be put priority over that kind of thing but obviously that's not going to happen uh, but no. priority should be getting Greenwood finally in his position I really didn't like his reaction against uh, Brentford to be honest with you I know he does it all the time but I think stuff like that is very silly because we, we went on to scoring goals once we came off the pitch so <laughs> it just doesn't help you know, you're not you're not you're not really displaying this, you know, leadership qualities that you, you should have at this point in your career. You know, you should know yourself. You are you are still Ronaldo. You may not be the best player in the world anymore, but you still should be able to have a bit of humility. So we'll see. I don't know what it means for the long term. Um, I know for a fact if we don't make top four or in Champions League, he'll oh, leave. So we'll see. And, you know, I, you know I've, I've grown up watching Ronaldo. I'm a big fan of what he's done for the club, but... It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if it was yeah. to happen because there's still a lot of talent in that up top for us. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think yeah. these three see, as in he's always shutting someone out, basically. No, yeah, I yeah, understand. Definitely. I understand. Yeah, and I also feel like these few games, Greenwood's been playing really well as well. So I think, you know, it's, it's good to it's good to see the youth kind of playing again and not just being on the bench. So it's been good to to see that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll only talk about Greenwood a bit selfishly for England, for England hopes in the no, future. I, I, the thing is, I, I, I like I, I like Greenwood. Every time he plays, I, I do think there's a lot of excitement that comes out of his side of um, his play. Um, yeah, just needs to, I guess, finish. Either finish or make that final pass instead. I think he decides a bit too late most of the time. I think he chooses the... like. I, I feel like he wants to shoot. But then there's a part of him that I feel like either he's running, 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 and then he's like, "All right, I'm going to take this on. I'm going to, I'm going to shoot here." But then he's like, "Oh, actually, maybe I'm not going to." And then it's too late. And then it looks like he's then greedy because he doesn't then even because and then he gets cut off and he can't make that final pass. So then it makes so, him look greedy. Believe this, Mason Greenwood is a greedy fucker. <laughs> if, you, if you watch him play, he is greedy as fuck. But he, I think he's earned the right to be because he, I feel, yeah, I think you his need left that, foot though, can right? can be a one. Yeah, if you want to be a killer striker, you have to have that. So it's 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 almost like it's it's funny. It's almost like the Ruud van Nistelrooy Ronaldo beef when you know when Ronaldo joined and Ruud van Nistelrooy wouldn't pass it or Ronaldo wouldn't pass the Ruud. So it's basically like his repeat repeating itself. Yeah, it is. It is. So we'll see what happens, man. We'll see. Uh, Martial, last game we're going to see, you think? Yeah, it looks like the Seville uh, talks are progressing. So it might be, um, which is a shame. I heard that maybe me. you guys are getting someone in return from Seville. 
Uh, who from Seville? Let me see. Was because um, oh, some sort of swap deal, or maybe you're getting someone else if you help them out with the loan or something like that. Oh, we'll have to wait and Man. see, but. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm sad, but I get it. I understand because you know, at the end of the day, he he needs to just go somewhere else. He showed he showed his quality on the weekend. I just think he needs to be the main man somewhere. Um, it might not be. It probably won't be at United anymore. I want to say he's been a full flop because we've won a few trophies with him, and he he had a, two fantastic seasons. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully for his sake, because I do like him as player. I really do. On his days, great. Let's just see if he can kick on. Kind of pull his finger out a bit. He needs a bit of. He needs to get that fire back. That's the mirror, mirror image of what would happen to Lingard, and that that loan deal did the world a good. Yeah, exactly. And he's got the quality there. It's it's plain for everyone to see. It's just obviously, does he ha- does he want it enough? That's the real question. Well, he yeah. could do big things if he does go over there firing because if they're second in the Liga if, and if they win it somehow, um, he just they do. Yeah, he's just got through the roof again, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, so some of the game that was on. Uh, so uh, Everton lost one nil to Villa. Gerard again winning again. I think that's on the what is it since he lost to us three in a row or something like that. So Everton just looked terrible still. <laughs> Nothing really changed in my opinion. Uh, even though I have seen Duncan Ferguson managing before, uh, and he did put make them play that shit houses like that dude as well. Just doesn't work. Um, it's like what I said before, it's what I said last week, Everton are a bit of a joke, to be honest. Um, I'd, I think it'd be hilarious to see them get relegated. It's just what it is. Um, I don't think they've ever been, I don't think they've ever, ever been relegated. I think yeah, one of them. So that's why I think it would be hilarious whilst they're yeah. building a new stadium. Um, that would be so funny. Cause the fans, did you see when they <laughs> Yeah, no, they, they were throwing like bottles and stuff, right? The players. <laughs> I thought I, that. You know, no, it's just like... You see at the end when they had like a sit-in protest? On the field. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When they stayed on at the end of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just go like, home. <laughs> that's what I mean, right? Like, like, like Everton are just a whole mess right now, and you know, well, what? To be fair, they looked a bit better at half time. To be fair, when they played like um, in the second half, they looked a bit stronger, um, but nowhere near enough to beat Villa. I don't think. Um, in the score lines, about right. You know, I think they. I think Villa had a quite a lot of chances, but you know they couldn't finish them either. But I think the one nil is what it is. I think it's just hilarious that Gerrard's gone back to Goodison Park just to do that. And then that. Villa are going to outplay a lot of teams now. After yeah, I think I think you know what the thing is. I think they can definitely see the. I think with Villa, you can already see their signings making a difference, right? Yeah, already like Quite straight away. I mean, this is Coutinho's yeah. first start with Villa as well. He obviously, I don't think he can play the full game yet. I don't think, in fact, I don't think Coutinho's even played 90 minutes in in Barcelona, right? I don't even think he has. Um, so I can't, is that like, true? I think so. I think it's, it's been a long time at least. It's, it's been, been a really long time. <laughs> it's been a really long time. Um, uh, and then even, I don't even think he played 90 during his spell at Bayern either. Um, but but yeah, I mean, he's probably his match fitness probably isn't there. But you know, he's obviously the, he, you can see that a lot of his link up play, he's he's like that one step ahead of a lot of the Villa players still, um, and you can definitely see that a lot of his creative passing and stuff like that. And I think they're just not quite there yet with him. And I think once they work that through with a couple more training sessions, I think Villa's attacks are going to look really interesting. 
if, um, if if they if they if if their job in the transfer window was to sort out their delivery, then they were getting Coutinho and Digne, didn't they? Yeah, just yeah, and, and then obviously getting Digne, you can definitely see now Gerard is. I think you can see with Gerard, he loves using his fullbacks to, uh, to to get that delivery in, right? Like he loves he loves that much more than than the kind of wingers. He plays them a lot more narrow, like like the likes of Cash getting out there, and then obviously uh Digne now and kind of how Digne's before I think it's I think you know what he deserves it I mean I think Rafa didn't really like him right I don't think he really used him much um when 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 Everton were playing with uh with him with him in the squad anyway I don't think Rafa really had him on most of the time and yeah it's just just a funny story he's back to Goodison Park and then assists one and then gets a bottle thrown at him so that's uh, I think someone it. threw a one pence at Digne and he died. He thought he pretended he wanted to die or something. Yeah, but you know, I mean, what more do you expect from Goodison Park? You know what I mean? So yeah, to be, I mean, they're not looking good on that table, by the way. I know I'm bantering them about that relegation thing, but they're not looking good on that. No, table, it is looking really it's bleak. Looking icy, you know, because I think they're only like three points away from Norwich. Um, who well basically they're effectively three points away from well the, I, I actually think when you're when you're three when you're inside five points away from the bottom then mm-hmm. or, or, then you're in the relegation battle really I mean they haven't won at least in the last five games um, it is looking really really dicey at the bottom um, especially when you consider that like, to be fair like as well I guess this could, could move on to like um uh, our, our next point with the uh, the Newcastle game, Newcastle picking up a crucial three points, which is like super important because it is looking super super dicey at the bottom there. Um, Burnley sitting at the bottom, then with Watford two two points above them, and just Newcastle point above them, and even Norwich a point above them. It's every weekend that's gonna that's gonna chop and change. I think until. Uh, you know the, the wire. There'll probably be one team, maybe that may sit at the bottom with a few games left to go. But I think the the, the final two spots are gonna are gonna uh, it's like they're gonna come down to the wire, hundred percent. And if and if um, Everton aren't haven't got their wits about them, then they could definitely see themselves, um, you know, dragged into that um, you know that 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 relegation battle. In fact, to be fair, they don't even seem to have like like Vincent said, have much of a plan. Like they're not necessarily missing any big players or they missed Richardson for about a month, I'd say, something like that. But if they didn't have him, I think they'd be twentieth anyway. So I don't know what they're gonna do he's, if he does go. Yeah. As well, to be fair, but he's kind of been super injury prone, aren't he? Who yeah. De- defrost Big Sam and get him in there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> defrost. Like no, uh, Calvert Lewin, sorry, Calvert Lewin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, oh, I watched yeah. him playing that game, right? I watched, I watched that game, um, just because I wanted Villa to have that clean sheet, um, for my FPL. But he, d- yeah, I mean, DCL still looks like he's he's still injured. Like that, that's the the way he plays at the moment. He still he doesn't look like he's in his form as he like you know that he was in before. And if he doesn't perform, they're not going to win anything. And obviously, Richarlison barely got any chances that game either. They're not going to win, right? So, and funny enough, they got Newcastle next, Everton. So that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see that, right? And then they've got Leeds as well. You know, it'll be interesting to see what that's like because the thing is, if they lose those two games, yeah, it is peak hours for them. Yeah, they're in the relegation zone. Like, yeah, that is, it is peak hours for them if they lose that game. 
Yeah. I remember, then, when, remember mm. when Newcastle got relegated, everyone was like, no, it's not going to happen. They've never been relegated before. And then after. I think, I think you know what? The fact that you said that on the pod earlier when I was talking about that. I think you've just done them. Uh, I think you've just done <laughs> That's them. That's it. In, <laughs> I, think fin- I think you finished them, mate. Because I'm telling you, Burnley, the real games in hand, FC. I feel like they're going to survive again. I know Byron Collins, bro. I'm telling you, I'm batting against you guys. Yeah, I think they're going to survive, man. Listen, man, they can't, man. For the, for the I, sake, I think they're the going to survive. English you know what they're like? They're, they're survivors, man. Yeah, they've got two games on Watford above them. They've got three games on Newcastle and four games on Norwich. Oh, God. And there's I only... Like, <laughs> if you watch Brighton Burnley. Oh, survive, Brighton Burnley? What, a 10-man block at the back, both teams? 10-man <laughs> block. Refusing to get the ball. Just Danny Nothing but set They just leave the ball in the centre circle until Danny Welbeck comes on. Just tell you for <laughs> but but yeah I mean yeah that, that relegation zone is looking interesting I mean and that kind of swiftly moves us on to Watford Norwich right like Watford's just I mean they they've actually just today sat running airy so because of that as well so you know obviously Watford looking shaky as hell in that game no, if, if you lo- it looks like if you, it looks like Norwich. If you lose to them, you get sacked. No, no matter who you are. Yeah, I, well, apparently, even if you win a get your first game with Norwich, you still get sacked, right? Who? Yeah, yeah. The the uh, the Norwich manager got sacked um, when they when he won his first game. But he oh, already knew. Fuck, whoever isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He already knew he was finished, though. He knew um, before the game even ended. But people, man, fuck. I thought that was his name. I just thought you said fuck. I know what you mean. That's, fuck. What you said. that's what you said. <laughs> oh, about that, guys. Uh, that scorpion kick from Just Sergeant. Oh, who... that goal was nuts, bro. Hey, that goal was clean. You know, no, we're just unnecessary for starters. <laughs> you know, you know the funny thing is, I was, I was watching it right, and then I heard Jamie Carragher's reaction to it, and it's just so Jamie Carragher. His little high pitch. Ooh, is that right? <laughs> and, and I don't know why, but it it went with the goal. So well because it de- like he definitely Sergeant definitely made that sound when he did it. Yeah, as well because <laughs> he, he did not expect that to happen. And obviously after that, they made noises, man. <laughs> he basically broke that game open. Um and yeah, Watford went to obviously lose three three nil. My man's Dennis. My man's yeah, all Dennis. of you lot. All of you lot put team. Nah, up. listen, yeah, I didn't captain him. So yo hero is what it is. Listen, man, he's a second highest striking uh, points or guy yeah, for points. Yeah, that's so, what hey, I'm so mad about. It. And it is what it is, man. It's just unlucky, isn't it? It's just unlucky. Um, but you know, he got sent off. Double yellow. No arguments. Just walked right off. Um, and yeah, that's basically Watford wrapped up there in a in a package, sent back down to nineteenth. So. What does that mean? He misses. He just misses the next prem game, right? Uh, he doesn't. Have, he's got so. three. Is Watford it, in the? No, is is Watford in any of the cups? Probably, not too sure. Oh, they're not in the FA true. Cup then. Peak times for them in the prem. So, I don't know what they're going to do. To be honest, now who are they looking to bring in now to to survive this? Because I don't really understand what Watford are doing. Like I don't really like as in their board just they just need to, all they need to do is survive at this moment in time. I no, think that's because, it. they don't need the identity or nothing like that. Just, just need to stay up this stay up the season. Which I don't. I, they look like they were gonna because they were playing football for the first few weeks, and now they just lose city games. 
Like, I've yeah, seen it on the table like, before. Well, that's the thing that like, I don't understand, right? Like, as in with the what the board are thinking. Like, obviously, they've sacked... God, how many managers have they done already this season? It's more than we could count. It's worse than Chelsea, by far. That is absolutely ridiculous. But and, and, and the thing is, it's kind of like, what are you looking for? If you know what I mean? Like, as Watford. <laughs> like, well, what, you what are win you... all these games so you get sacked. You, you know, like, what are you looking for? Because they it's obviously cause, sacked the people. It's because, um, I think Elton John owns the club or something like that. And he's just making stupid decisions. Like, oh, you lost to Nor- Norwich. Okay, you're getting sacked then. Oh, what, <laughs> Ranieri? It's just Elton John up there making all these weird Elton decisions. Elton John. Elton John. It's this club. But, uh, but, but no, that, that's what I mean, right? Like, as in, so obviously they sat their previous manager for having a bad run against the, well, the, the, the teams below them, basically, like bottom, bottom of the table teams. And then obviously they brought in Ranieri, who then had a much harder run of games. And now he's much lost fun. a lot. Yeah. And he's obviously lost them as well. So I'm saying like, so, and you've sacked him for that too. So I'm like, so do you not expect Watford to lose against the top side of the table? You should, right? And then... You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know what they're thinking, and I, and I don't really, I, I don't really know what's going to happen to Watford, to be honest. Whoever does take that job, I would look at them as a lesser of a manager. Like, why are you taking this job? Because it's obviously just for money. Because you know you're going to get sacked, even if you win every game. I don't know why you take that job anymore. It's good to have on your CV, I guess, if you're a crapper manager. But when you're like someone like Ranieri or something like that, what you've done in this league, basically, to go there and be sacked, then he's going to get sent to Naples or something like that. No. It's just not good. I don't know. And like I said, whoever takes that job, you're thick for taking it. Unless you like you're a nobody. If you're a nobody, you take that Wayne job. Wayne Rooney, man, man, like Wayne Rooney, better than the Everton job. Uh if Everton not keeping Everton up, they'll love him forever. He probably can keep them up the way they're playing at the minute anyway. Any manager, he's, like, he's gonna go, he's gonna go in there and realise there's no scaffolding. And he's gonna <laughs> and he will be great off mate. Like he'll, he'll go in there thinking, oh yeah, yeah, big man club, yeah, I'm back, boys, I'm back, and all that, and then all of a sudden he'll be like, oh yeah, good morning, guys, and then they'll be like, who, who are you? They won't even no, know what's no, going on. You say that, but as long as Rooney did play at Man U, there's always that that romantic story they've got with Rooney and Everton. Probably not a good word for when you speak about Rooney and Everton, but it's true. There's yeah, all that story with them, that two club, and he's never going to do that for Man U, is he? So. No, no, definitely not. But I don't know. Yeah, to be fair, look, honestly, any any job for Rooney, to be fair, now is is. I mean, I I still don't think he should take that Everton. I mean, if 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 the Watford one comes to him, I think he should take that one instead. Anyway, it is what it is. There's there's also like there's a bit. I mean, I say there's more structure there. You'll probably just get sacked if he lost against bloody Newcastle anyway or whatever. But um, Everton just look like they have no direction, right? And if you have no director of football, any of that stuff. You don't even know what you don't even know what you're buying. You don't even know like like when you're buying these players, you don't even know what you're getting. No, it's well they had it. They let Rafa get rid of all the staff, so they obviously trust. That's what I'm telling you. I told you last week. Yeah, tell you Rafa was the secret mafia agent for Liverpool. I am telling you, he went. Well, it has obviously worked very well because they thought my he he went in there and ruined them. Right, he went in there, ruined them, got sacked. To make sure that he wasn't part of the Steven Gerrard return, right? And then let Steven Gerrard beat. Ep- Dude, it's 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 written in the stars. He's done it on purpose. He's done it on purpose. You I, I guarantee right. you. Because I don't think Rafa's ever behaved like this at a club before. Been that where they've been that shocking. At the and he's had to leave mid-season. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, I, I think he did it for Liverpool. <laughs> you know, as much as much uh, banner as I think that is. But you know, it just looks like he did it. He planned the whole thing. You know, so I just realised we ain't talked about the Liverpool game actually. Nah, that, that brings us some to Liverpool. That shambolics, penalty decision. But it went my way because obviously I got Jota and FPO. Let's go. Um, I mean, Liverpool actually looked very, very, very bad in that second half. Like. They got broke through every time on a counter attack, and Crystal Palace looked so dangerous on the counter attack. I, I think he switched to having two strikers up front, uh, Vieira, um, and that was just dangerous for them. It just looked like every time they got onto the ball, they got past the centre back straight away, um, and yeah, they just looked dangerous. I think, and uh, to be honest, maybe if that maybe if that penalty decision didn't go Liverpool's way, it might have been two two towards the end. There's still quite a lot of time left, so. Yeah, At least they are still scoring without their two Africans. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, right? So I think you can see that Jota Jota is a great player, yeah, because he, he. But in that game, he he did not do well. I don't think he he had a lot of he had a lot of chances where he wanted to beat his first man and he couldn't do it. Basically, um, he always kicked the ball into them. Essentially, it was just very bad, um, sort of dribbling and stuff like that. Uh, and I think. With Jota, he, he definitely needs those two fast wingers on the delivery. And that's another thing too. Whenever they break, whenever they break on a counter or start an attack Liverpool, they're a lot slower without Mane and Salah. And I think you can, you can really see that. Like their quality has dropped quite significantly. And I don't know why though, because Liverpool, Liverpool's bench is it's not awful. Um, but the quality is definitely a lot, a lot lower. Uh, as long as they keep winning games while them lot are gone, now it don't really matter. They just have to keep winning games, which I think they will. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Who they got next? Who they got next? They got Brentford, I think. Uh, well, I know they got Chelsea in the final soon. I know that. Oh no, it's Leicester. Got Leicester. Yeah, they got Leicester on the 10th of Feb at home, which will be a very interesting game. Yeah, they got Leicester. Yeah, yeah well, Leicester, yeah. Leicester have only. They just leak goals, though. They do, but they also they won't be as potent as they as usual because I think they're missing Iheanacho. I think Vardy still out. Is the Vardy still out? Vardy yeah. still is Vardy out. Is yeah. Vardy gone to Afcon? Yeah. Vardy gone to Afcon. I just realised he said <laughs> like he was in the he was in the comments he was in the comments to hear natural like speaking in like pigeon I was like this guy not serious. <laughs> like he must be um, a around oh my god um no so, so they're definitely missing Vardy to injury and um Ian actually Afcon but that only means they got my boy Patson Dacker up there oh yeah, yeah of course I was just literally thinking who the hell could be? but wait shouldn't he be at Afcon anyway. No, Zambia didn't, Zambia didn't make it because apparently, since they decided to leave me out, their uh, defense has uh, been leaking in goals, just you know, just right down the middle. If only they had a centre back, you know, which they <laughs> gave that sort of sense. I mean, if anyone from the Zambian Federation of Football is listening, like you know, holla <laughs> at your boy. I'm here. I'm available. I'm pretty sure my two clubs, Oka Namana and um, Cannabis Soccer, won't mind. Just um, you know. <laughs> Get in touch with my my fellas and we'll um, hash out the details of the old contract. Just putting it out there. We go and buy the next the next app, bro. <laughs> <Just, laughs> 
<laughs> Could you just imagine me just trying to mark like Ian Atro holding on to his shirt? Because <laughs> <laughs> he can't keep up with him. <laughs> just rugby tackle him. <laughs> what, like Boris Johnson? Yeah, man. <laughs> rugby tackle him in the box and be like, ref, <laughs> ref, it ain't a foul. No, um, then we're talking about ref. This is how we do it down the road. To um, be fair, with the Af- some of the AFCON refs, you'd probably get away with it. Yeah, that's <laughs> them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure some games aren't even like football. It's just um... the 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 game where the ref blew the whistle at 87th minute. I watched that. I was watching that game, and I just started laughing because I knew that they were going to try and beat the ref up, which they did. But then I thought to myself, "You lot weren't going to score anyway. Maybe you just got sick of it, like we did." I don't know what the ref was thinking because um, you could it might have been uh, match fix actually because um, the TV in the stadium set the time as well but he just looked at it and blew so I don't know what was going on in that game oh um, man I, I think Afcon's been alright though I mean the quality's not been great but some of the games have been entertaining shall I they've say they've been entertaining yeah they've been entertaining um, the refereeing has been really bad but yeah that's a good point uh, we, I mean, we we talk about English refs all the time, but this is another level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, kind of back to like our refereeing. I mean, I think this week's just been another set of bad decisions again as well. I think like it just seems to yeah. happen every I mean, couple of weeks. You know, the the brain farts, Paul yeah. Tierney involved once again. Yeah, because coming back to like the Liverpool game as well, because they were also having, because like, because they were having discussion as well. Like, obviously the Jota one, I think a lot of people th- like, you know, they understand. Like, to prefer Jota went into the keeper. He he, you know, that's that was a bit of dark arts going on there, and he and he and he did buy that 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 penalty. Um, but there was also like another discussion as well with the um, obviously with the offside. I'm not sure what you guys think about that as well. Uh, with the uh, Oxley Chamberlain goal, um, Firmino was offside. Oh and... yeah, what? Oh yeah, when he had intent to go for the ball, he tried to header it. I don't. Yeah, think he, he tried to header it. Offside. I don't remember if I'm being honest now. I remember no, the goal. Obviously, uh, I, yeah, I think that should be offside, right? He had intent to go for the ball, and then obviously people watched that, right? So as in the the did the, the ball penalty. go straight over Firmino's head, and he tried to header it, and then it just goes to and then yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's yeah, exactly yeah. What happened. So yeah, he, yeah, he definitely rose and like he didn't touch it, but he did like you know he rose, he did everything but touch the ball, and it the just felt there, But does it actually count if he's not interfered with play? Because I know the intent. That's the, the, that's the, but that's the thing, right? You play. could technically say he interfered with play because you could. Yeah. because of because of the fact that he went for it. You as a defender might need to now do something, right? in order to, to stop him from hitting it. And obviously, yeah. he is offside, right? And then you don't realise... Because it's not really a distraction at that point, right? It's not the same as... Uh, or putting his hands in his face or something Yeah, like no, that. it's not the same as, like, another... Let's say, let's say very similar, like, to uh, the way that Laporte scored his goal against um, Southampton, where Diaz was well, actually... Bad boy crossing from KDV. Really, really good yeah. cross, but, but Diaz was offside the whole time. But he didn't actually have any intent for hitting that ball. I think he was legit a distraction. The, I'll tell you, that's the thing. That's the magic of KDB is where he'll do that for you. He'll bring it to your foot. He knows it's there. Oh, you've, oh I've scored. I was safe for that. I didn't even know that was, uh, was coming to me. Yeah. And I think, that, I think that's the difference, right? Is the fact that Diaz didn't have the intent to go for the ball. Um, he was just kind of running there. And then obviously he did distract the keeper. And that's why the keeper was obviously complaining about it. But obviously... 
he didn't go for the ball. He was just running. I mean, it's just like you've got a, a supporting <coughs> offside run, basically. But if you don't use him, you know. There's a bit of a grey area. Uh, yeah. Another, uh, another thing that I found interesting about that Liverpool game is um, a lot of people give him um, Alisson his flowers, uh, his credit. He, he, was, uh, he was okay. I saw some saves. He, 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 to be good. honest, he had, a, he had a pretty sick save. He didn't, he, so, do, do you know what's funny about Alisson is that he didn't have to do that save if he wasn't in the wrong position in the first place. <laughs> like that, That's the funny thing. He was so out of position that he had to do that godly save. Right, that's the that was he, the only he reason. He looks like when when Allison wears like his tracksuit bombs, he looks like um like they like Liverpool their their keeper hasn't arrived yet, so they have to get somebody from the stands. But they didn't have any shorts, so they gave him like just use these long johns. He looks like such a part timer when he's wearing just the full tracksuit. He didn't look like oh. That's the Liverpool professional goalkeeper. He looked like, oh, Fred's on telly. I guess they got him for a couple of minutes until, until the keeper turns up. He looks, he looked like such a part timer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that game was like he made like good showmanship saves. If that makes that's sense, what it is. yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, they, they were good for. They looked good on camera, like you know, especially the chip. Which wasn't really a good chip, but he saved it, I guess. Um, and but when you really look at it, I mean, there were saves that he either. I mean, for example, like there were some saves where like he saved it, but like any other decent keeper would have just caught it. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. not made it look as as difficult as it needed to be. Or as Vincent said, his starting position would have just been a lot better. And I still think now. The more games that go on, the more I start to see, like, because the Amar has planted that seed in my head. <laughs> Every game, I'm like super analyzing Allison, <laughs> and I'm now starting to see, like, oh, that's actually yeah, no. Not, so that's like... what happened as well because that's <laughs> yeah. what Amar said, right? Because ever since Amar planted that seed where he went, you know, this guy just does like one of them brain fart yeah. moments now and then, right? I'm just looking for it the whole time, the whole game. Whenever he has the ball at his feet, whenever he has the ball at his feet, I'm just like, oh, is it now? Is it now? Um, yeah. It's performed so... inception. So now I'm just looking at every save and I'm now thinking like, do you know what? I think like another keeper would have just done, just made it look a lot more cleaner. Yeah. Just collect it and that's it. Not like do this whole flashy backflip, save palm off <laughs> and then you still can see the corner. Uh, I, I don't know this for sure, but you're getting all these former forwards and midfielders becoming keepers and he might be one of them. Could be. That might be what it is. Uh, do you know what? And I wouldn't actually put like, you know, put it past that, especially with like so many managers wanting their keepers to be so good in the ball. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah what's yeah. the quickest way of doing that? It's just getting somebody who was half decent in that field and just, you know, here's how you um, use your hand. This is where you stand in these positions and then, and then, and then that's, that's it really. Yeah. To be honest, you get like a half decent, like big sized CDM or centre back. They and if they're sort of if their reflexes are good enough, they can become a keeper and then they can distribute the ball really well. Because um, that's the thing, right? I think your the modern keeper's better on his feet than he is bloody saving the ball, like saving um, saving shots. To be honest, um, and then now it'll get worse are... as well because it's just not glamorous to be a keeper. Yeah, and, well, worse. yeah, and then that's another thing because like if you get these shot stopping goalkeepers, I mean, that's the thing, right? They stop the shot even if they catch it, and then it is the thing. This is this is why like every time I watch Larice save a shot and then he catches it or whatever, his next play I don't look forward to. 
because I know the ball is being distributed back to the opponent. So I'm just like, you might as well have not even made the save, mate. You know? So I think that's the reason, right? Like, because you just, I, I think maybe what? We might, might have been spoiled too much by like really good distribution of the ball from keepers, but yeah, I don't know. But don't get me wrong, I still, I love Larice, and to be honest, he's the best goalkeeper we'll probably ever get. So, um, but yeah, yeah, it's just interesting. Like, it just feels like, yeah, obviously, managers are preferring other different sort of styles. And we say that about Allison, yeah, his distribution is a bit there as well. And oh, it's one of the worst. It's one of the worst. And, and like, he doesn't look that confident on his feet either. When he comes up to kick the ball, sometimes he does the, uh, I call it the classic Davison Sanchez clear wit, which is basically where you smash it on the shin and it just goes upwards. Um, and he does that quite a lot. So, but yeah, I mean, Liverpool, they were going to win that game anyway, I feel like. But it'd be nice if they didn't concede because man like Trent ruined my FPL. Good job. Actually, no, good job to both did Man he, City. Did and... he assist or anything like that? Man's... No, he did nothing. Thank God for it, that. I didn't know like, that. He did absolutely nothing, right? Oh, it was, no all, com- it was, it was all coming from Robbo's side, right? So that, that, that. Uh, that week was just terrible. Man City conceding when they should have had a clean sheet. Thank Liverpool God conceding should have had a clean sheet. You guys ruined me. Champion, if you're listening, yeah, and I know you're listening too, <laughs> TAA cannot defend, yeah? I'm not having that. I, I'm joking. It obviously wasn't his fault. To be fair, I think the, both the goals weren't really his fault. It was actually... Mo- I think the first one was Matip's fault. Matip was playing terribly in that game, actually, in general. Um, Do you know what it was? It's that this this high line, it, that, uh, neither Matip or Van Dijk are completely comfortable with it. I feel like they're told to, like, listen... Play for high line. There's going to be space in behind, so just do the offside roll. I feel like Van Dyke is more comfortable. Like this, this the dude behind me is running. I need to, I need to drop because the guy, if the person has got time on the ball, he can pick out a pass. Yeah. I need to drop, but he's on, he's in line with Matip, and I think they're told to play that line literally to play that um uh, the, the, the offside line, which is why, like, especially when the goal that they conceded. Van Dijk could have easily have dropped further down and intercepted that ball, but because he has to stay in line with Matip to 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 hold that line, he just sort of like you just see that gap just gaping between them, and he's just sort of like stuck between two minds. Like, do I drop and you know cover that space, or do I hold this line? And because like the, the pass played, timed his run line that you know timed his run pretty pretty well, and they were doing that for like pretty earlier on as well, timing those like um, um, passes. Because the thing is, when you're so um, like stubborn about holding that line it, it you know it takes a couple of attempts for the, the other team to be like okay i'm finding my feet now i'm, I'm finding these runs yeah and and then they will dial in and then actually really like nail it in terms of like making that run and that's why like one of them made a run on the inside and um i forgot who it was and made a run around the outside of van dyke I'm not sure if there was like a lack of communication between Robertson and Virgil because he, he didn't seem to check his shoulder, but I feel like he was still aware of him, um, which is why he only, as soon as that ball was kicked, that's when he started moving, but it was already too late. Yeah. And I've never really understood that about, because I feel like the times where I've seen City, for example, where they played like a hard line and got caught, that was when like, uh, the last time we were super effective was when they played Chelsea and they had Werner, uh, really doing the only thing that he is actually useful yeah. for, yeah, which, is, which is just just exposing that space and um it, it worked the, like you know the, the one time in that you know city like okay 
I see what you're doing. And then they I think see adjusted to a point where like I think Amar will obviously be able to like um clean this up a little bit, but I think it was it wasn't so strict with the the high line, but it was like, okay, let's play the high line, but you guys watch your runners and you're responsible for just communicating. So if Werner is is running, you'd see Laporte go with him. And then when Laporte's the last man the ball hasn't been played, he steps up, Werner's offside, and then Laporte maintains that line with Diaz. Werner's out of the picture, and then and then Laporte can tell Diaz, you can now press that ball onto the person with the ball, and I'll come and support you. We don't have to worry about Werner, because otherwise he's either going to keep on running or compromise his run and then come back again. And by that point, like City have most, most likely got their midfielders back, um, players returning to like put pressure on that ball, which Liverpool do do really well, put pressure on the ball, that's what they're known for. But that line against Crystal Palace, it just felt like, because that was in the second half when that occurred as well, and that was happening in the first half. And I would have felt like Klopp should have really gone into that change room and said, like, look, if we don't change something now, that's that's the one thing that's going to hurt us in that game by being so stubborn with that line. So you should have just said, like, okay, we'll play a high line, but let's not play the offside rule. Just Van Dijk is more than capable enough to, you know, keep keep with the man's run. He's 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 got the physicality in in his prime easily. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm I'm just a bit confused <laughs> as to why they were so hell-bent on playing such a high line with a very strict offside rule. It's, it's not news that Jürgen is only, only comes with one game plan and refuses to change it, regardless of if they, they, even if they were 1-0 down at half-time, let's say, for example. He would have carried on the same, honestly. He doesn't, mm. he doesn't come with a second game plan, which is what we saw last year and what happened last year. But it's lucky for them they can outplay most people. So he, doesn't, so he, he gets off squat-free of it week after week. Like what you were saying about us as well, actually, funny enough. Pep does the same with the high line. He'll, we, we can be 40 metres away from our goal and we'll carry on playing like that, which is why counter-attacking teams like Leicester love beating us for no reason and Wolves love beating us sometimes. It's because he'll do. Uh, Pep does do the same as well. He's quite stubborn with it as well. Uh, it's probably a control thing with these managers because, honestly, there's times when it happens with us and like Leicester are beating us like 4-0 or something and, he's ref- and he was still like halfway up the pitch. Uh, it's a stubborn yeah. thing I think with these managers especially with the two that we're talking about at the moment but yeah I see it with Pep as well the same, exact same like you were saying with the Chelsea game I see it in multiple Leicester games I've seen United do it to us loads of times when actually thinking about it now uh, it's, that has to change because that's where we lose that's the only time we lose points is when we play like, when we, that happens to us uh, but yeah it, like I said I think was it the two years ago when you broke the record I think that that, that version of City well, you, you're, I think you're getting there that version of City was was was. Dang. That version of Sterling was insane. That was the, that was. The yeah, Sterling to be honest, man, I think Sterling. Sterling Sterling still obviously I I, I don't know he, I, he just hasn't really found his prime form back. The dreams over, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. It, was, it was really lovely while it all lasted. My one of my favorite ever players, I tell you guys all the time, but it's just, it's really, it's so done. Those listening, yeah, he abuses Sterling, uh, he abuses Sterling a lot on the chat. So, 
for for the way he plays. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't tell that he was a City fan by the way he talks yeah, you, about Sterling. Yeah, you 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 would not know this guy loves Sterling or even loves City with the way he talks about Raz and. <laughs> like and I was talking about with Greenwood and Sancho, when Sterling's on the pitch, he's taking someone that he likes. Mares might not be on, for example, someone like that. Where we know for for a fact, Mares is going to be a lot more cutting edge of what he's doing. I mean, the, the, going back to the Southampton game, there was two the the the, the chance that Sterling missed the top corner one. Um, yeah, if he scores that, we're all bubbling him saying, what a crazy goal. But he didn't. And he and he continues to not do it. And this, uh, and then he missed the silver, right? Like, right, that, right. That was just... Uh, do you know I, was... I swear to God, I had no hope of that going in. I know Forster did uh, save it quite well, admittedly, but I had no hope of that going in. The Jack one I thought was going to go in, and I thought Jack's fortune would change. Because Jack, uh, Jack's numbers ain't there at the moment, but he's doing a lot of other stuff. So that's all right. Yeah, I'll let Jack off, but... Uh, We'll see, we'll see what happens at the end of the season. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if you, you, you maintain that. Everyone should, just get, everyone should get off Jack's back and stop jacking him off. <laughs> that was awful. That was awful. Oh, that right yeah. now. On that note. On that note, that wraps this up. Oh, uh, my God. Two, see you guys next. Actually, we'll see. Actually, we'll probably see everyone in the 11th of Feb or something like that because that's when the next fixtures are. Yeah, we've got uh, yeah. the... National break and FA Cup game, and then we'll be back uh, when the Premier starts. Wait, let me just oh, see. until then. Until then, yeah. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, enjoy the FA, FA Cup. <laughs> Actually, uh, FA Cup. Man United got Middlesbrough. We've got Fulham, Chelsea got Plymouth, Argyle, and that's no, Brighton. Are you guys even in it? Are you? Oh, are you, are you just, listen, at least one <laughs> North London club made it. What? Wait, hey, why hey, why hey, listen, listen. We've got COVID case. We've got COVID break. Oh, yeah, that one, yeah. <laughs> Check us out on Twitter at Break the Press. Check us out on YouTube at Break the Press. Check us out on TikTok at Break the Press. And check us out on Instagram at Break the Press Podcast. See you next week.